0: Hey everybody, this is Sandra Beck and we are going to talk about goal setting, the problem with goals, all these different great things that we do with our goal setting and what works and what doesn't. I'm here today with Linda Crater and Linda has a wonderful radio show. You've got a couple of radio shows actually that are really, really good for the military family and the uh, military service people, veterans, retired, the whole shebang you also the owner of a company called Wise Health. I'm so happy to have you here today because in order to get all that stuff done, you have to be pretty good at setting goals, keeping them, and achieving them.
1: Sandra, it's delightful to be with you. <laughs> it really is. Uh, you know, when
0: we talk about goals, one of the things that I have a problem with with my goal setting is that... I usually set goals that I can't reach and then it becomes a defeating process and I don't know I can't reach them, you know, cause they always say aim high, shoot high. And I'd like right. to know, how do you know how high is too high
1: and what's high enough? That's an excellent question, but I don't think there really is anything that's too high. I think the difference is that we have to acknowledge that we take it in steps. I don't know about you, but I'll start to meet a goal and I'll take two good steps in a row. And then life intrudes. So instead of stopping, you, you handle the life and then you go back to setting the goals. But I think we can defeat ourselves by, by setting the goal and putting our eyes only on the end goal. I think we do ourselves a better service when we look at each goal that we meet as an accomplishment.
0: Well that's the thing it's like you know if you look at like an olympic athlete everybody wants to win the gold right and if you were in a job hunt everybody wants to get the job but what differentiates us from being a winner and a loser you know is somebody who got a bronze medal in the olympics a loser i don't think so
1: i don't either well but i i read a study that said that the people who are most satisfied with their olympic medals yeah. The bronze winners. Really? because Yes, because they didn't end up fourth with no medal. If they're silver, they wanted to achieve the gold. And if they're the gold, well, they didn't exceed the goal that they wanted enough because what's next? So I thought it was really interesting that the bronze medal person had more gratitude for what they had achieved
0: that is really interesting because you know you think about that like you know in my my athletic career i've i've won a fair number of of first place wins you know whether you call them gold medals or whatever but you know i've had first place wins you know whether it's in in you know group play or individual sport play mm-hmm. um and yeah when you win the gold you're like yay but then it's like it's just momentary. It it doesn't it doesn't stay. It doesn't hang that feeling at least didn't hang with me. Then I'm like, what's next?
1: That's it. That's the what's next thing. And yet you've achieved something amazing, you know, good for you. And yet I don't think we celebrate the wins when they come. I think we're always looking for the next one if you have achieved so much. Think of all the overachievers in your world, and I'm including you and I in there. Because we do what what we consider to be fair is usually really really good, so I, I think that we are on top and satisfied. And I've been working really hard this year on being satisfied with the small wins and celebrating each small win because they matter and they oh. lead you to the next one. I, that's the thing.
0: That's, that's the thing I wanted to talk about that leading you to the next one. Like when I'm shooting for a big goal, I will be, you know, like I was shooting for a year to hit 25 miles in an hour on my spin bike, you know, whether I was taking a class or working out. And so I had a 60 minute time target and I wanted to hit 25 miles. And that was really hard for me. I could hit 20, I could hit 21, I could hit 22, but I just couldn't hit that 25. It took me 18 months. to get to that point. But when I got to that point, I like took a picture of the bike. I'm like, woohoo, I made it. (laughs) But my goal was over. And so there was a little bit of a letdown going, right. I really enjoyed like when I hit the 20 mark, I just remember hitting the 20 mark thinking, this is the greatest, this is the greatest. And I was thinking about like, what could I do? How could I increase my fitness level to get to 21? And it was really exciting to me because I I knew what my next goal was going to be. When I hit 25, I'm like, I just thought to myself, when does more become more? And at 25, more became more.
1: Were you dissatisfied? A little bit. A little bit. What did you do about it? Pardon me? What did you do about it?
0: I just decided that I wasn't going to do a time target mile on my spin bike anymore. Like, you know, it was fun and it was a great 18 months. But I really, when I look back on it, if I'm really honest, I enjoyed the process up to it a lot more than hitting my target.
1: So the journey more than the destination.
0: Yeah, because you, and and I knew what to do. Like, you know, I hit that time target like in February of this year and I haven't had another target, like a fitness goal target since.
1: But why is that?
0: Because I don't know what to do next. You know, like when you're 20... (laughs) When you have a twenty and you need to get to twenty-one, that's a good one. When you have a twenty-one, you get to twenty-two. I can't seem to get past twenty-five. Like twenty-five, I'm like, okay, that's really good. That was, you know, I had my my heart set on that for, you know, for almost two years.
1: Well, all right, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a couple of questions. Then, did you want to set your fitness level, like your heart rate, at a certain point, at a certain mile? Yeah, or, I did
0: that. You know, I feet, did a lot or hills,
1: lot. yeah. Reclines.
0: Yeah, you know, I did. It. Those were just like to me; those were just more.
1: Okay. And so I found that you know the the you know it actually restricted my happiness. Oh, that's not so good. So if you're working in one area, switch to another one. Yeah. I think sometimes we we bore ourselves with sticking to one uh, either athletic event or a goal or. Or whatever it's like eating the same dinner every single night or the same breakfast in my case, which is oatmeal. Boring. I mean, occasionally we've got to break out of that because it's healthier and it's more fun. Well, I mean, yeah. We lack like, like fun sometimes in our goal setting. And well, so, definitely. definitely. How about doing it with someone? Because I find if I have an accountability partner or someone to be with me a couple of times, it helps to keep me interested
0: it does. It does. And, you know, I was reading this article by Scott Adams um, in his Wall Street Journal article on the airplane coming home. That's what really, you know, got me thinking about some of this stuff. He wrote a, a thing about, you know, goals and long-term progress. And he said that the purpose of setting goals is to win the game. The purpose of building systems is to continue playing the game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I did. I came up with these, these systems. And some of them are really, you know... They're interesting. I have these like kind of retrofitted lunch bags. You know how those lunch bags they sell today are so pretty. Yeah. So I sewed like a little key hook in it. And then I got, you know, came with a matching water bottle. I bought another water bottle and I actually went on Amazon and I bought like four pairs of headsets and then I bought these like nice sweat towels. And so I pack four bags at a time. Like I launder everything, you know, put the water in there, pack it up. And so a a gym bag's ready to go. So like, that was really hard for me because I would be running from an appointment to the gym and then running from the kids to the gym. Like, and so getting a system in place to help me do that was really important.
1: Well, and it sounds like it worked. It did. It did. And I actually had a lot of fun putting those systems in place. I think that's brilliant. I'm a list maker. Are you a list maker? Oh, I'm a list maker. I had to learn to not get uptight when I couldn't cross things off my list.
0: You know that's a big one, and you know it's it's about knowing your business and how you how you work in your business, you know your personal and your business life. And I'd really like to take a moment right now to thank uh, NetSuite by Oracle, uh, who is our sponsor for today's show because if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. And the biggest problem, Linda, that growing businesses have that keep them from knowing their numbers, Is all the different, you know, like a hodgepodge of business systems. You know, they have one Mm -hmm. system for accounting, another for sales, one for inventory, and it's just one big inefficient mess. I'm sure you, you like, you know, you ran a large company. I ran a large company, and all these systems took up too much time and resources.
1: True, absolutely true. And you get caught up in the what I call administrivia.
0: Yes. Yes, and running from one to the other, and that really hurts your bottom line. So I want to talk today about NetSuite by Oracle, and it's a business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform, which I think is really cool. And it gives you the visibility and control you need to grow. And with NetSuite, you save time, you save money, you save those unnecessary headaches or unneeded headaches by managing sales, finance, accounting, orders, and HR instantly right from your desktop and your phone. And that's why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. And right now, Linda, NetSuite is offering you valuable insights with a free guide Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits at netsuite.com slash coach. That's netsuite.com slash coach to download your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, netsuite.com slash coach, like C-O-A-C-H, like coaching program. Um, you know, having these systems in place is – is just, it's so important, Linda. I mean, you and I can't talk enough about having the right kind of systems.
1: No, without it, you start something, but you get interrupted and you start to feel like, I I love this saying, you know, I don't have ducks in a row. I have squirrels and they're on a rave. (laughs) And that's how it feels without systems. So I do understand what you're talking about.
0: Well, and, you know, we talked about the system, you know, from whether it's a, a you know, a, a gym bag to, you know, your systems and business. And the thing that frustrates me the most is I know where something is, but I can't remember like the login, the password and to, to get into that system. And, you know, by the time you, you stop and start, I don't right. know about you, but sometimes I'm like an old car and that stop and start is really hard to get started.
1: Well, it's not only hard to get started, but you're fragmented because you, your mind has gone in 12 different places to find solutions to each of the things you just mentioned, and it's exhausting by the end of the day.
0: It really is. It really is, and if I have to, if I have to leave a project and then come back to it, if I had just stayed and finished it, it would have alleviated me that time to figure out and get back to where I was.
1: Well... I also get very frustrated when I could do something one time in an hour and a half, but I'm interrupted so many times that if you add it up, it comes to about three and a half hours. Absolutely. So so what do we do with that? Do we refuse to take the interruption? Sometimes that's not possible. Um, I know some people will take their email and check it twice a day. Well, that would drive me nuts. Um, There's just, i don't know how to get past some of these things. we are so busy and engaged all the time, but again, you know doing things right the first time or only handling it once matters
0: well, and in theory right that's that's always my goal I mean handle something once, but you know right. especially you know during certain times of the year, you know I work from home because I'm single and you know i've got the kids so you know, I, I have to be home. And the the upside is that I have very few interruptions until they get home. And then I have <laughs> nothing but interruptions. You know, it's like when I moved my office, you know, when I closed my, my outside physical office and moved my office home, I was really relieved because I gained like an hour each way in the car. But, you know, I used that time to decompress, to make shopping lists, to return calls, make personal calls. Um, you know, and, and, you know, conduct a fair amount of business on the freeway. Um, So in hindsight, it, you know, saved my carbon footprint, it saved wear and tear in my car, it saved, you know, getting dressed up, at least, you know, from the neck down, Um, you know, and, and dragging my lunch. Yes. But It didn't save as much as I thought it would. And even though I get from, you know, the time the kids go to school, which is by, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning till 2 o'clock, I can get that, you know, that's my sweet spot. I can focus, and as long as I shut everything down and don't turn on social media, I can get a really powerful, good work day done. But unfortunately, for most businesses,
1: who clocks out at 2 o'clock? Nobody. Well, not only that, but I discovered something over the last couple of weekends is that entrepreneurs don't really stop working. No, you can be at the pool. You can be at the garden. You can be at the library, you can be at the grocery store. Your mind is still working on resolving issues. So you're actually thinking all the time. So I started to give myself credit for that time in my mind because I did come up with some solutions. And was it, during work hours? No, it can be at 10 or 11 o'clock at night or two on a Saturday afternoon, but that was helping achieve goals too. And I wasn't actually giving myself credit that I was working, but thinking is working. Thank you. You know, that's,
0: well, you know, that's really important to me because, you know, I, I spend a lot of time and the kids laugh at me because I literally will be on a Saturday morning, like I pop up out of bed, I get over, I teach my spin class, and then I lay back down on the couch and they're like, shh, you know, mom's resting. And I'm really not, my body is resting, but my mind is ticking over whatever project I'm working out, the things that are unresolved. Right. You know, I'm, I'm far from, from just taking a nap.
1: I can't even take a nap. I'm not. It's not something I'm able to do. I can turn off at night. I fall asleep in two seconds. Sometimes I don't remember falling asleep. But the times that drive me crazy are at three o'clock in the morning where I wake up with the solution to a problem I had earlier in the day. And I'm thinking, you had all day to think about that solution. Go back to sleep. So I wrote it down, and then I turn over and I try and go back to sleep, usually successfully. But our brains are engaged a lot these days. In fact, it's very hard to disengage our brains.
0: Very hard to disengage. Generally, you know, my problem solving like that ends up with me falling asleep and then I wake up with the answer. I don't That's what I'm saying.
1: I mean, yeah, so I don't wake I up
0: at night it. with the answer.
1: Oh, well, I fall asleep and then I process the answer and, and I, I get the answer. Or I'll wake up in the morning after a good night's sleep and think, oh, there it is. It was already there. So they say our brains do continue to process and repair and restore at night. Clearly, it's true.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I, I definitely sorts information yes. for me, you know, because a lot of times by the time I go to bed at night, I'm just spinning and it's like the dust settles overnight.
1: <laughs> it's true. And, and, the, and sometimes the dust is so thick that we need to trudge through it. But you know what? You talked about goal setting. I think that's the thing about goals. If you do at least set goals, then you will get somewhere. What do they say? If, you're not, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. But if we know where we're going, we can pick it up and keep, keep achieving the small steps along the way. But I have dropped goals at times. I have realized that they were, you know, impossible to achieve or f- impossible for me to achieve based on other circumstances or I no longer set that as a priority. There are times when you can change, refine, or or just delete certain goals, I think. Well, absolutely, because, you know, you have
0: to shift. Yeah. You know, there are times when, you know, my certain goals are – Um, they may or may not be complete, but I need to shift them. So I can't be too married to my goals because we do have to, we got to you know, kind of rock and roll and shift to the left and the right.
1: Well, adapt and overcome because sometimes things happen that you are not able to change. That goal is not achievable in the way that you thought it was. So you have to re-resolve how you're going to fix the problem. That's the one thing I think, though, that if we don't take care of ourselves, we get too exhausted to come up with solutions and it becomes a decision overwhelm. So if you find yourself that way, take a breather. We're not always very good at doing what we tell our friends to do.
0: No, no. I mean, you know, that's the hard thing because, you know, I set these goals for myself and for my clients and, you know, I guess, you know, like, let's talk about, you know, what are we really setting? Like, sometimes I set certain daily goals. Like, you know, when I set my daily goals, I set them accordingly. I'm like, I sit down and go, what are the three biggest things I need to get done today? The things that like are critical, they can't be done tomorrow. They'll give me the most satisfaction or they'll make other things on my list
1: easier. Yes. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of like my filter. I sit down and I use a planner. You know, I used Franklin Covey for the longest time and now I've used this day designer because it does have the, you know, the things by the hour and it starts at like six in the morning, goes till nine at night, which is more like what my reasonable day is. But it leaves a space above your two to-do list for your top three
1: priorities. I think that's great, but I'll give you an example. Just yesterday I had my list of things to do, accomplishments. I was excited about doing them. I sat down to start and an email came in at 10 o'clock that unseated the rest of the day. And it was important enough that it had to be attended to. There was really no getting around it. And that can happen. And years ago, I would have been completely frustrated. And now I just accepted that, all right, there are going to be days like this. And I took today to do some of those things I didn't do yesterday. Mm -hmm. But life gets in the way sometimes.
0: Well, life does get in the way. And it also, it also requires you, you know, we talked about that shift, you know, there's a shift because things happen and you need to shift things around. Like those to me are the logical, obvious shifts. Mm -hmm. The struggles that I have are when I set a goal and then, I have to adjust that goal and I have that momentary of like, Ooh, should I, or shouldn't I, should I, or shouldn't I, you know, you adjust that goal and then you, you know, you kind of go for it because is it a, a, is it, you're really not achieving that goal or are you, and that's the thing, that's the problem that I have with goals. Certain goals are finite until they're not. You
1: know, I have a lot of things going in my life that are not in my control that involve people and medical conditions and very tense situations. And so I am finding that I have reshifted priorities that if these people need me, I will put everything else aside for a limited period of time or as much as I can, because they will cease to be a problem someday and I don't want to have any regrets so I think that there are some things in life that you do need to shift for and that somehow the universe will make time for you to get it done because as Thoreau says you know the price you pay in life is the amount of life you're willing to give it and I feel very strongly that I need to give time to those people issues to those I love in my life right now and it's a very different space than I've been in for years. So,
0: so when you set, when you decide on a goal, like you have an income goal or a, a time target goal, or, you know, like recently I wrote a book for a publisher and that required me to set a couple different kind of goals. I had to right. have a daily, at first I got really frustrated Linda because I, I started that book and I said, "Okay, I'm going to write a thousand words a day, you know, for for 65 days or whatever." Well, it didn't work that way because some days I was on a roll and I I would write, you know, five thousand words, and then the next day I sat there like a stump. So I was like, "Oh well, you know, a word count isn't going to work." Then I started going, "Well, what if I hit a time target?" So my goal was to write for an hour a day. Well, I don't know many people that can just drop everything and sit down and write the
1: book <laughs> i don't i don't either but you met a target of trying every single day that's an amazing thing a book doesn't write itself
0: no no and what i ended up having to do is to set aside you know big chunks like 5 6 hours at a time and what it meant for me most days was Starting at eight o'clock and writing till two o'clock, and then I wow. would, you know, do my work day. And thankfully, I work from home. But I kept taking naps from like twelve to two. Like I, you know, I'd find a window from one thirty to two thirty, and, you know, I started taking these like little naps in the middle of things, you know, because I couldn't, you know, I couldn't stay awake.
1: Well, but still, you achieved your goal. Which now, did that feel good when you achieved that? Yeah, that one felt good. Um, you know,
0: because I, I, it felt good because I, those are familiar targets for me. Like, you know, when you have a project at work, you have to do, or, you know, you have a deadline, you know, those are much easier because there's a finite end to it. You know, there's a timestamp, you know, you it's due June 1st or not. Right. Right. (laughs) You know, so it helps you structure. But if I just had the goal to write a book, and I didn't have a gun to my head or a deadline no. coming up. That's no. when I would really struggle.
1: Well, I think anybody would struggle. I mean, any, any big project has to be broken down into, you know, monthly, weekly, daily, hourly chunks or else it, it isn't going to get done. In other words, you needed a plan and you followed it with modifications. Yeah, with modifications. Well, everybody has to modify. I, I've yet to find somebody whose life follows from A to Z neatly and clearly without squirrel tracks.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that was one of the things too that I really needed to. Um, I really needed to give myself some leeway. Grace. Grace. <laughs> you know, because it's pretty easy when you know when your kid falls down and gets hurt, you drop everything automatically. Right. You know, it's pretty easy. You know, th- those are not, um, you know, those are not any big shake. Where the hard part is, is when you, you have to decide between two competing interests. And sometimes I can be really lazy and go, well, this one would be more fun to do. This one would be easier to do. And, you know, that's all
1: that lazy. That's normal. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I, I I'm going I'm going to say this out loud. I think sometimes women are very very hard on ourselves. And we we set our goals and then we don't achieve them and then instead of being glad that we made 3 out of 4 of the steps and that maybe the fourth step will take another week, right? We aren't we aren't happy with the 3 we did take, but <laughs> We berate ourselves for the fourth step. So another change I've made is that, nope, I'm going to be celebrating the small things along the way. Because if I don't, certainly nobody else is going to know that you wrote 5,000 words that day, but you didn't write anything the day before. You are, but they aren't. And so I'm trying to be nicer and kinder to myself. I'm nicer and kinder to everybody else. Oh, I'm not that way to myself. Well, I mean, because we're our own worst enemy. I
0: mean, let's be honest, you know, yes. even the, even the publisher said, look, I know you've got to finish X, Y, and Z if you need another two weeks. I was like, no,
1: no, you don't want it. Cause that'll just prolong the agony. Right. Right.
0: And I really don't want to, um, I really don't, I really didn't want to drag it out.
1: So what's the message you give your children?
0: Don't be like me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what I've given to my daughter. I've said, don't follow everything I've done. Um, no, I'm serious.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really hard because, you know, one of the things that helped me become really successful in my life was my ability to dig in the dirt, you know, stay up all night, do absolutely right. what's necessary for it to be done. Right. But I. I think- you know, that doesn't do well for relationships. It doesn't do well for, you know, a whole lot of things.
1: You know, I think one of the things that falls down when we, we are so hard on ourselves is that we're not only not kind to ourselves, but we're not we're not the same patient person that we can be if we're satisfied. So is it really a matter of whole thing or is it a matter of accepting and being contented with what we do achieve?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Cause I really struggle with that. You know, when I, I remember recently being interviewed and it was a, a young girl from my little hometown newspaper, you know, and she was like, well, you know, what are your, like, you know, kind of, what are your goals? And if you had asked me 20 years ago, my goals would have been to write a book. Okay. I did that. My goals would have been to produce, you know, radio and television. I did that. My (laughs) goal was to, you know, like, and I'm not saying like, oh, look how great I am, but I'm a goal oriented person. And then when I said to her, she said, what's your goal? And I said, my goal right now is to be happy and enjoy my success.
1: Oh, there you go. Contentedness.
0: Yeah. And she just looked at me like, what does that even mean? And I said, hell if I know.
1: Uh, Yes, you do. It's wisdom. It's wisdom knowing that we can fight ourselves all the way to the grave or we can begin to take a breath and realize that we've done a lot. We will continue to do more. And that false deadlines, false deadlines, not book deadlines, things like that. But false deadlines are only hurting us. Well, yeah. Well, and
0: you know, like what, what is, you know, like I look at my kids now, my kids are, you know, 13 and 15. And one of the things that I put on my, my, you know, to-do list, and I know it sounds funny, but one of my goals during the day is to make sure that I have a meaningful conversation with each kid and at least sit with them for a few minutes. Cause you know, they're running and going everywhere and I'm running and going everywhere and to have that connection i realized when i don't have that connection with my kids while they're still young right then i feel like i'm a shitty mother or i feel like i'm you know a workaholic or i you know i don't feel good
1: i think that's a wonderful goal to add people don't put goals like that on a list do you put that in your planner i do good for you i do cuz you know we can't walk the dog
0: you know <laughs> when <can't> i walk <laughs> the dog true. You know, he gets, he gets a nice, he gets a nice time with me. Why wouldn't I put that with my own kids?
1: I get it. I think it's a wonderful thing to do. I, I think they appreciate it so much and it will reap such benefits for your future relationship with them. Good for you. That's really wonderful. Well, and it just made me happy. Yes.
0: You know, because like if I want to be happy, you know, what are the things that make me happy? You know, taking a swim in my pool. That's another thing. I've, I've changed my lunch up so that I take a swim in my pool. I've owned a pool for 15 years and I swim in it on holidays and weekends. Like how dumb is that? It takes me <laughs> 10 minutes to pop in my suit or, you know, I live in the country. Nobody's going to see it. I could, I can literally drop in, and go for a quick swim.
1: And I think that's brilliant because there's something that just shakes up the day and gives you a break and makes you happy. Yes. Yeah. But joy is underrated. I think just little moments of joy or your, your dog does something silly and you laugh out loud. I have two new kittens right now and I swear I haven't laughed as much at home in the longest time and it is beneficial. It's helpful. I get more done because I'm smiling. (laughs) It matters.
0: Yeah, it matters. And, you know, I guess as I get older, how I do things is part of my goals versus what my outcome is.
1: Yes. Again, the destination, not or the journey, not the destination.
0: Yeah, I guess I just really didn't get that until now.
1: (laughs) I don't think we always knew what we thought we knew what the destination looked like and felt like and then real life came about and we go okay i achieved that but it, i don't feel the way i thought i would feel and so you adjust as you meet your goals and it's 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 actually magical as you get wisdom as you gain experience i i think it's magical i wish i knew all of this when i was 20
0: yeah well i you know i guess you know i don't know how we you know how we decide what matters but I guess stuff just matters until it doesn't.
1: And we reprioritize as life goes on. You know, certain things we will not budge for, our children, Right. that we have to do, we will not budge. And that's good because in earlier years, we might have, we might have juggled or shifted. So to me, it's a, a difference of shifting the priorities, but also putting yourself in the equation. I think there were times I didn't even put myself in an equation. I was sort of this peripheral thing, you know, the maestro with the baton making the orchestra perfect, but I didn't even consider that I had any role. Yeah. Well, you know, but you did, you were running the entire orchestra,
0: right? You're running the entire orchestra, but how many times have you sat down and, you know, and, and, you know, my, my therapist actually pointed this out to me. She made me get my, planner out of my bag. And she goes, read me your to-do list from like three days ago. And, you know, we kept, you know, going through and I'm like, I never appeared on my to-do
1: list. (laughs) I'm not surprised. I don't think many people put themselves on the to-do list.
0: Yeah, so now it's a conscious habit for myself. Going, what what can I do today to feel really good? And sometimes it's you know, grab a bowl of fruit and sit down and watch The Big Bang Theory. You know, recorded so I can enjoy it when I feel like it, even though it's off the air. Um, You know, sometimes it's you know, go to the gym. But what's funny when my gym stuff happened, and I started you know searching for this goal, you know, or you know, or trying for this goal, my eighteen month plan. Yes. My workout now went from a treat to a necessity.
1: Yes. Your avocation became a vocation.
0: Okay. Uh, I don't know what that means, but it sounds good.
1: Well, it just means your hobby became a job.
0: Yeah. You know, like what, you know, like what this, you know, like, it's like, oh, I'm going to have this goal. I'm going to have this goal. And then along the way, I found out, hey, you know, this spin stuff is really good. It's, it keeps my stress down. It keeps my weight down. I, I enjoy the music and I enjoy the fastness of it. And, you know, I just couldn't believe that what used to be, that was my quote unquote self care. And now it's as, <laughs> um, you know, it's as, what do you call it? It's as automatic as pick up the kids from school.
1: So is that a good thing or a bad thing that, it, that self-care and exercise has become automatic for you? To me, th- it sounds good. Yeah, I think it's
0: a good thing, but it, it raises the question of, you know, is, is that still a goal? Like my goal was to have fitness radiant health. Okay. That was my goal like three years ago. So I hired a nutritionist, I hired a trainer, you know, I got a gym membership. I, I really changed a lot of things in my life. I kicked my crazy, you know, Diet Pepsi, Diet Coke, Diet Mountain, do it for 30 everyday habit. I substituted that with a spin class, which I love. So my goal is still, you know, radiant health and fitness.
1: So but how did you achieved that old you have achieved that goal though i think so but i don't want to lose it so
0: maintain it right so that's that's the question of like is that still a goal for me
1: is maintenance a goal i think so i think so i think it's a great one because we all know that getting fit is one thing but staying fit is much more difficult yeah that's Same with eating one. or diet or i don't know even conversation with the children it's easy to start these things it's not easy to maintain them and you're very good at maintaining them you know mostly but mostly all of I us. mostly I, and I think we can strive I guess I learned also that I don't want I don't want perfection to get in the way of excellence
0: I don't want the what was that I don't want the I don't want
1: perfection to get in the way of excellence. If we're doing something great, you've achieved your goal and you're maintaining it. You know, I would be thrilled that you've achieved it and then maybe go on to a different aspect of your life and set another goal if that's your your thing. I'm setting fewer goals that are long-term than I'm setting shorter-term goals and then letting the rest of it unfold without as much structure. That's a change for me.
0: Okay, so what did you do prior?
1: I made a lot of lists, and I beat myself up when I didn't achieve the dates or the times or the goals themselves, and I became unhappy, and it didn't make sense. I don't think I was fun to be around, and I just find that by setting reasonable goals, I achieve them, I celebrate them, and then I set the next one they're not in stone anymore they're not carved on stone tablets it is a goal not you know how people set new year resolutions I don't I don't ever do that because I will fail but I will set goals you know this year I'd like to learn to speak French fluently and I'll work toward that and so that's just an example so I've relaxed my rigidity about what that meant to me I'm much happier for it.
0: All right. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it is. I mean, the, the question is, like, how do we want to live our life?
1: Right. And I'd like to live it on an even keel without the ups and downs and less drama and being kind to other people and finishing the day saying, I was a decent human being today and I got a lot done. I can go to sleep now. Yeah. I know that sounds small, but it's actually huge.
0: No, I know. I don't think so because I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering, Oh, you know, as we change, like, like I get confused now. I don't even know what a goal is anymore. Cause the goal to me used to be like something like a finite number. Like I had income goals and I was really good at setting income goals and Um, you know, then I was all about, but you know, when your goal is something that's, it's hard to measure, how do you measure loving happiness? How do you measure joy?
1: You know, I, I, I'll get to that first, but let me a second. I would like to answer the other thing first. Yeah, go ahead. We, we work for ourselves and we're entrepreneurs and at the end of each day, I ask myself, if I was working for someone else, would I be glad with the work I had done or would I fire me? And every day I want to say, yes, you did a good job today. It didn't go exactly the way you wanted, but you did put your heart into it. You made a difference in people's lives and you achieved some progress. And to me, that is so important. I, I guess I've shifted into... Uh, A lot of the the good human being part is not a nice to have anymore. It is a need to have.
0: Okay. So what does that mean?
1: It means that I'm going to live life without a lot of black and white goals. I'm going to live it with, uh, how do I express it? Um, There is a path that I can follow, but there are multiple ways to get to the goal. Okay. And I have far fewer achievement goals than I do task completion goals because if I do the task completion goals, I will get to the achievement goal. It's just more, more small steps, celebrate the small steps, then go to the next. Yeah. But but I'm not rigid and on a, a single highway that is like on the East coast, you know, 95 drive route 95 and you'll get to where you're going you know, sometimes there are country roads that have taken me there and I'm much happier for the experience. Sort of a weird analogy, but I think you understand what I mean. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I get that. Um, yeah, you know, it's just, it's just a, you know, that's why, you know, I, I'm, I'm so glad to talk to you about some of these things because, you know, the power of goals is something that was drilled into me in business school. It was drilled into me in the 80s and the 90s. And then I took all this Mm -hmm. goal goal setting and, you know, I found a lot of times I was getting ready to get ready. You know, I'm getting ready to get ready. I'm getting ready. And then by the time I was done getting ready, I was too tired to do what I was getting ready for. I'll
1: take you one further. I achieved my goals and then I became completely miserable because my other parts of my life fell apart. And so really, was that the best way to go about doing what I thought was a group goal? And yet, it didn't turn out to be that way. So I guess I've gotten much kinder to myself in terms of those goals were maybe joint goals. Now I set my expectations on things that I can achieve that will give me both personal happiness, professional success, and time to appreciate the joy and laughter in life, because I didn't always. I was so I driven. That. Well, I hope it makes sense. It sounds a little touchy-feely, but it, I, I honestly think that I've learned now to take advantage of the small moments that matter. Yeah. yeah because yeah, we, we are not promised tomorrow at all. So I'm going to enjoy today. I'm not going to throw my goals under the bus. But I'm going to cherish the small ones that I achieve on the way.
0: Yeah. Well, and I've I've fallen in love with systems and planning. You know, that Mm -hmm. the systems and the planning to me are more important than the goals and the outcomes because the goals and the outcomes come and go. But the systems and plans you put in place, you can not only use for other goals, but you know, you can, I find that like, you know, they always say success begets success. I didn't really understand that until I- Oh, it does successful. With you know, yeah. like my first couple successes were terrifying. And then, you know, I, I got a little, little better at it. And then I realized it's the systems in place that you put that allow success to beget success.
1: I, I agree with that entirely. And I think systems really matter if you are going to achieve anything in life, but then I will balance it now. I'm, for example, I'm wearing a t-shirt today and I'm not dressed up for work work today. I'm casually dressed and it says every little thing's gonna be all right and so a little Bob Marley thrown in to all those goal setting I think they matter too and so balance which is not easy to achieve and I don't even attempt to achieve it I just try and live by each day on its own and be glad at the end of the day that hey I made it through I'm really glad when I wake up the next morning well and I I what What I'm shooting
0: for, like go back to the goals, is okay. I want to wake up excited for my day for the most part, like I understand you know not everything's going to be you know wonderful all the time right, but if I wake up in the morning and I'm looking forward to the work I'm doing or I go to bed at night looking forward yes, that's a big deal
1: Oh, back in the day, I used to dread Sunday nights oh, no, I don't want to go to work, blah, blah, blah. No, no. Now each day is another fresh start. And I, and I also try not to look back on what I didn't do the day before. What good does that do? I just keep looking forward. What do they say when your past calls don't answer? <laughs> it has nothing new to say.
0: Well, but sometimes I'll review and go, "Okay, what did I do yesterday?" and I'll be like, "Okay, you know, like I ran yesterday, so today I'll swim or today I'll spin." Okay. Like, yeah, I need, I do need to look back a little bit. I'm not I'm not I'm not real good about um you know, doing the doing the just the, you know, running I think forward it's a
1: combination. Whatever works for everybody. You no, know, I think you're right. The past has to be evaluated, but I also don't dwell on it like I used to. I no, don't, I don't. That negative spiral, I really try and avoid that. Well, but
0: sometimes, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world to go, wow, you didn't get those things done today. You better sit down when you get up in the morning and finish them.
1: No, there's nothing wrong with that at all. And I think that we we just choose what we set as our priorities. No, I agree with you. One keeps us going forward. The other can let you stall out. And I don't want to stall out. The few times that's ever happened, it doesn't last very long because I kicked myself out of it quickly.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it doesn't, um, it doesn't, but I do, you know, I do like to review and then sometimes, you know, and this is, this is something that, you know, I learned, my therapist helped me learn how to do this. I learned to look at my day planner and look back at the days prior, or sometimes I'll flip through a week, like from like a couple months ago and say, Hey, you know what? You accomplished something.
1: Yes. you Look what you did.
0: Like, look at all that you did. Cause I think especially when we're busy, we can blow through these days and yes. not realize how much we're accomplishing because we really, I'm not a person that stays and celebrates my whatevers. Well,
1: and I, I get that. But what I do try and say at the end of the day is, wow, I got through two thirds of my list. That's better than normal because I'm sure that I overschedule myself and over stimulate things because you have to leave time in your schedule, which is hard to do for those things that derail you, such as an email I got yesterday at 10 o'clock in the morning that derailed the day. But instead of viewing it as derailed, I viewed it as, okay, now it's just shifted my week. And that's a mindset thing. That's a relaxation about I know it'll get done because it will. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it is. <laughs> I'm mean, convinced. Well, you know, I don't
0: know, because you know, that's what I wanted to do today's show to talk about this because you know, I'm entering into a, a, an area of my life where my traditional goal setting skills are not cutting it. I can get well, in what done. way. Well, I can get things done and I can get them done well, but at what
1: cost? Right. I and that's, you.
0: that's a big one. Cause I don't want to sacrifice my health. I don't want to sacrifice my relationships anymore. I don't want to sacrifice, you know, I, I'm trying to find this middle ground, which is, you know, and yet still, you know, pay for everything and, you know, take care of my kids you know, the whole thing. I mean, you just, you just do what you can do. Um,
1: I agree. And nothing gave me more of a wake-up call than to contract pneumonia. And I obviously wasn't expecting that. And it took the stuffing out of me. But it really reinforced what I have been trying to do for the last year, which is to stop being so hard on myself and still achieve and still have joy and still have priorities and still be productive. I love a productive day. That feels so good to me it does it
0: does and when you when you hit the like that's why i love these big 3s that are in these day planners when i hit my big 3 and my big 3 is to do a job well done at my you know in my company like you know to kind of give it my all and right. then number 2 is to do some things to take care of my health whether it's like today i cooked my vegetable soup for the week so i have a cup of vegetable soup cuz i'm not a big vegetable person but i had a salad a soup and my bowl of fruit for lunch today and i feel great so you know, like, That's great. Yeah, so it's like you know my work, and then my nutrition, and then you know, and and that has like my fitness, go to the gym, like you know, all these different things that go along with it. Um, but then I look at like my important relationships. You know, how do I, how do I, and sometimes I have to double it up. Like you know, you're my my personal friend, but you're also you know a a, a business partner, a business professional, and now you're a guest on my radio show, so. It's really wonderful to combine all of those. I mean, they talk about you can't really multitask, but you know what? This multitasking here works for me.
1: <laughs> well, it's because I have three hats on. Yes. I think that was three things. It might have been four. Um, and some of them are funny hats and some are not. So no, no, I, I get what you're saying. But I think that we are, uh, we're growing. And I, I think the biggest question I always ask myself, what have I learned from today? I do ask myself these questions at the end of the day would i would I be happy with me if I were my employee and am i am I satisfied with today and i I'm usually pretty happy with that, and add those up and it feels good, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know,
0: what I do is I I kind of look back and I go, okay, like before I go to bed and I'll say, you know, what didn't I do so hot at today? What didn't I do that that's bugging me? So I'll write down, you know, so I can do it tomorrow and not carry that with me. And I've only recently been saying, what did you do today that was really good? Because a lot of times I'll do a lot of good things, but I don't, it doesn't even register.
1: I know that's because you're moving at the warp speed of sound. Yeah. So we take a deep breath and we put little pauses in. Yep. You know how we edit radio shows sometimes and we need pauses in order to do it? Right. We need, we need to do that in our lives as well.
0: We do. We do. Well, Linda Crater, thank you for being my guest today. It's been amazing and wonderful and outstanding. How can people find out more about you?
1: Easy. Just go to wisehealth.com dot com. wisehealthcom
0: WiseHealth.com. All right, we'll be back again next week with another great show. On behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and
1: techniques on Coach.